My special guest today is also a good friend. This is Dr. Lisa Olszewski. She is a chiropractor, naturopath, and keto lifestyle expert known to travel across the world to meet friends for dinner and rack up frequent flyer miles. When she's not adjusting spines in her chiropractic office, she's passionately making healthy living simple through her podcast, her online courses, virtual summits, and individual coaching so everyone can achieve a vibrant level of health. She maintains a wellness chiropractic office in Chelsea, Michigan, and made history in 2012 when she was elected the first female to serve on the executive committee of the Michigan Association of Chiropractors and became the first female president of that association in January 2021. Her mission is to help inspire people to become even healthier and live vibrant lives so they can be the role models for their families and communities. This is the reason she founded the American Institute of Healthy Living in 2017 to make healthy living simple. You can find her podcast, Healthy Living Simple, with Dr. Lisa O on all platforms. And we're going to give you her keto blueprint in the show notes. So please enjoy this very fantastic episode. We talk about all kinds of things. I'm not going to give you too many spoilers here, but we get into different topics that may not have been discussed on other podcasts. And you might want to listen up because this might be, you might find an answer as to why you are gaining weight or why you're kind of stuck and not losing weight. So listen up. All right, today I have a very special guest and friend, Dr. Lisa Olszewski. Did I say that right? Did I say it right? You Olszewski. said it right. Awesome. Woo. Olszewski, you got it. Olszewski. Have you ever heard of the baobab fruit? It's really interesting. And it is such an affordable way to increase your antioxidants because this thing is a multi-talented, multivitamin, multi-mineral, one-of-a-kind supplement in powder form that you throw into your shakes. Oh my God, it just pretty much becomes a no-brainer. So this particular Baobab Boost from Trim Healthy Mama, my two favorite ladies on the planet, they introduced me to this amazing antioxidant and I fell in love. I put it in all the time. Every single shake that I have, I put the Baobab powder in. It's citrus and sherbet tasting dried flesh, has five times the fiber of oats and a higher antioxidant level than any food on the planet. That's eight times that of the superberry acai and more than blueberries and pomegranates combined. So quit eating all the sugar and just use organic baobab fruit pulp. It's that easy. Because Trim Healthy Mama, they put that into a nice powder. Like I said, I just scoop it right out, throw it into my shake. Oh my gosh, it reduces inflammation. It helps with weight loss. And the other really interesting thing about it is it's kind of working as an appetite suppressant. Now, I know it's not touted for that, But when you put it in your shake, especially first thing in the morning, throw that into a nice protein shake, you'll notice that your appetite is definitely curbed. So now I'm thinking of this perfect stack to replace or or supplement those GLPs out there on the market. What if we did Baobab and Metabolism Fixer together? That would be crazy 
at controlling your appetite. And with the baobab, you're getting all those antioxidants. It's, it's amazing. And this powder is so affordable. It is so affordable. So you're going to go to store.trimhealthymama.com and look up Baobab. It's B-A-O-B-A-B, Baobab Boost Powder. Uh, these ladies have just gone all out with their entire line, but this is one of my favorites because I started using it. And I have to say that I noticed the appetite suppression difference. And then when I dove down the rabbit hole of what else is in it, the antioxidant content, the multi-mineral content, it just becomes a no-brainer. So store.trimhealthymama.com. Look for Baobab powder. Enjoy. Are you sick of hearing me talk about Young Goose yet? Well, that's too bad because I love them. And I have been using them now for years, probably about two or three years. And I can honestly say that my skin looks great. So I go to my plastic surgeon's office to get a little bit of Botox, right? And he says, what are you doing for your skin? Because your skin looks great. And I'm 50. It's going to be Young Goose. You know, I've never had the ability to do those ablative lasers that are supposed to refresh and renew your skin. I just can't do it. I break out. So I love a good product line that is actually going to do something with my skin and help me not age. So whether we're talking about eye cream, finding that perfect eye cream, whether you're finding that perfect collagen boosting cream that smooths out wrinkles, Young Goose has it all. I use pretty much everything in their line, but my favorites are going to be the Care Moisturizer. This has NAD and NAD boosting powers to it which obviously helps your skin. We love NAD for anti-aging. I use the hyperbaric mask at night. I put that on. Oh my gosh, it just renews and replenishes and hydrates my skin. I use the ProCare Serum. This is an anti-aging serum. It's senolytic, meaning it's going to seek out and destroy the bad cells and promote new cell growth. I use the adaptogenic cleanser. I use the amplifying essence, which really kind of boosts up your skincare. Overall, Bio-C peptide spray as a toner. Their entire line is fantastic. If you even start with two to three products, you will notice a difference in your skin. So you're going to go to younggoose.com and you're going to use the code Dr. Amy. This is going to save you 5% off. Now, is it a ginormous savings? No, but their line is so precise and so grounded in science. This is what they can offer. And, you know, I love the owners too. I think buying from, from a family-owned company is so important. And if you met the owners, you would fall in love and want to use their products every single day because you know that their heart and soul is literally behind this line. So younggoose.com, use the code Dr. Amy. You will notice a difference in your skin. All right, so he is... <laughs> Just a wealth of information. And we're going to deep dive into her own health journey because I want to hear her story. You guys want to hear her story. And we're talking all things health, keto, thyroid related, the whole deal today. It's going to be a really, really good one. So Dr. Lisa, thank you so much for jumping on. And can you tell everybody how you came into this space, into this, into this oh. health world? My health world, well, I've been a chiropractor for 
like almost 20 years. Like that's scary to me. Cause I still think I'm in my twenties. When did that happen? <laughs> I was that girl. I would say early two thousands. I was in my, in my chiropractic practice. I was teaching people to eat, you know, low carb eating more as our ancestors ate, like doing fast bursts of activity without long drawn out cardio. So it was all kind of like the wellness diplomat program I went through was all of the stuff within chiropractic. And, and it was before the terms CrossFit and paleo right yeah. before those really became sexy, but that was in essence what it was. And so we were talking about eating from nature. I mean, I remember like Amy at this point, the MD in the building next to me, because I'll talk about this a lot on my podcast. She actually had said, first off the iodine that I was telling people to take was not, you know, there was no scientific backing on it. That was stupid. They didn't need it for anything because, you know, obviously we know iodine helps with fibrocystic breast and also obviously with the thyroid, all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. We were doing that. And then they started my patients coming and saying, well, Dr. So-and-so said, you're going to kill me because you're telling me to eat coconut oil. It's going to clog up my arteries. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, that's where I was. So I was always doing everything right. Like quote unquote, right. I was the girl you fast forward. Like I was doing CrossFit at one of the first affiliates here in Ann Arbor. Like this is where I used to CrossFit. Julia Hoche was one of them that was there, right? Like that was, she was number three in the world way back yeah. a couple of years ago. So we had amazing trainers doing CrossFit five days a week. I was eating strict paleo, low carb paleo. I should even say that like, you know, because paleo, you can still do, you can do some damage with carbs, right? but I was struggling to be like a size 14 sometimes even a size 16. Um, I just shared with you like 2012, I ran seven half marathons. I was able to do that, but holy smokes, I was, it was not feeling right. And so when I would go through and teach our patients to go through and do no sugar, we even were doing, we were a whole 30 office back in the day before that whole, wherever they're at now, but I would teach our patients to eat well, and this is how we're doing this. And I felt judged because I felt like they looked at me saying, all right, you're lying to me because you're saying you never eat sugar, but you're fat right? Like it was that thought process. And so I was like, but I really don't eat sugar. Like there's something happening. And it was a really good friend of mine. She's actually out of Pennsylvania, Eastern PA. We were at a conference. It was in December, like November, December of 2015. And she said, here's the deal, Lisa, we got to figure out what's wrong with you. She goes, I understand why I'm fat. <laughs> she goes, I don't understand about you. And then to have somebody actually tell you that you're fat, like that's even worse. Cause I feel like I yeah. sat there thinking, well, I can call myself fat, but if, you know, other people don't say it, it must not be, I must be okay. And she goes, I see how little you eat and I see how clean you eat. And I see how hard you work out. You should be a size zero. What is wrong with you? And that hit me hard. And so I started digging. And at that point, intermittent fasting was a new big thing. Um, I did really strict intermittent fasting, basically one meal a day. I was low calorie. It was stupid. Like it was everything that I knew I shouldn't do, but I wanted to be skinny. And so with that, I lost 30 pounds in like six weeks, but over that time period, I lost my periods. And then this is something I just now have been able to talk about. Cause it was such a scary experience. I, um, started losing my hair and I didn't realize, I remember getting ready for, it was a Cal Jam gala and I was getting all dialed up. I washed my hair and I had a chunk of hair fall out, like just massive. And I was like, that's a lot of hair, but, um, didn't think anything of it. Just threw it out. Yep. And it was a couple of weeks later. I was at my hairstylist here. I, you know, I'm in a town of 5,000. She's like, Lisa, I need to show you something. And I was like, <laughs> why do I have a bald spot back there? And she's like, I need to show you something. And I went into a panic attack and couldn't breathe. Wow. I had a bald spot right in the back of my head. And then I was panicked. 
thinking, how long have I been walking around with my hair down? So I would always wear it down. How many people have seen this? Nobody's told me this. Oh my God. And, and she looked at me and she's like, I'm calling the ambulance. I'm like, you can't call the ambulance on me. Like I'm the chiropractor in the town of 5,000. You can't do that. So got myself out of, it was the only panic, panic attack I've had in my life. It was horrible. Got out. And that's when I realized, okay, this isn't right. And then the worst part was over the course of the next year, basically, I never wore my hair down again. It was up in a ponytail all along. And so people that know me now were like, oh, that makes sense. Cause you always had it down. And then for a year you had it up. Mm-hmm. But the worst thing was, was walking into conferences and having huge names within my chiropractic field, walk up to me and telling me how sexy I looked. And I remember like two of the guys, one of the guys in July of that year, I was in Atlanta. He's like, you look so amazing. Like you're just so damn sexy now. And I felt like punching him in the gut, sitting there saying, oh, good, good. Now I'm sexy. I wasn't sexy, 30 pounds heavier, but now I've lost my freaking hair and I have no energy. I've got bags under my eyes. Can't stay awake throughout the day. Haven't had a period in months. Can't get that back. You know, like, oh, I'm sexy now. Right. Like these guys, like I need to tell them they're friends of mine just to be like, you are the people I talk about on these podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was my thing. So that's when I started digging. And it was at that point, like I knew that intermittent fasting was different. Like there's something different for women. Keto. I was like, we've got to do this different. We've got to, but it was all these guys, like, you know, the male bloggers that were sitting there telling us all the intermittent fast. And then you'd search and they're like women and intermittent fasting. Nope. You're just doing it wrong. Nope. You're just doing it wrong. And so finally one of these big name male bloggers, his wife started having issues. And that's when he said, Oh, wait a minute, women, you might have to do this differently. I was like, no shit. Like really, you know, those of us that were screaming, but you guys just kept telling us we were doing it wrong. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So that's my story. So I always tell people, yeah, you know what? I've gained back some of my weight. weight." At that point I had gained about 10 pounds of my weight back. And I was like, that's fine. I'm having periods again. Like that's fine. Until the last six months and all of a sudden 20 pounds came on and I was like, what just happened? Now I'm right back at my starting point, even though I wasn't back in those, those clothes, which was weird. So I knew I gained some muscle, but that's when I realized my thyroid had really tanked. So yeah. I'm on that process again and the weight's coming back down, which I'm happy on that one, but it's a roller coaster, right? Like that's all of us. Like I never thought at 42 years old, I was going to be being diagnosed with Hashimoto's like full blown. Hey, holy crap. Your thyroid has just totally got up and left. Yeah. Like basically. Yeah. Yeah. It left you're the, the party. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's out. It's gone. It's shut down. But no, you're yeah. the perfect guest because you have spoken to the women that are killing themselves right now, trying to over diet and over exercise and being told reinforced by the media or even by like in your case, people around them that, Hey, you look good when really they are killing themselves inside. I mean, that's borderline eating disorder, you know, behavior. And you're lucky that you didn't go into full blown. I mean, I know even just competing that's, that's whack. That's, that's wacky thinking. And you do kind of develop this like body dysmorphia where you see yourself as larger than you are and this whole deal. And so you're speaking to them. And then you're also speaking to, the women that have experienced the up and downs with weight and that might be in, in this place. Now we figured you out, but in this place where you're going, you know, if we rewind two months ago, you're like, wait, what, why am I gaining weight? What's going on with my body? What's happening again? Wait, I'm doing everything right. I'm still doing all the stuff that, that kept me healthy for years. I'm not doing the the shit that I did back in 2015. What's going on. And, and here we find out that you have full blown Hashimoto's. Full blown. Holy crud. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
Like we had just said, you were the first person I texted you and Stephanie. We were on that group thread. I walked out after getting my lab results and I ran into the bathroom and I like screenshotted it and sent it over to you guys. So like, yeah, it wasn't just like, oh, hey, you're a little thyroid, little issues like you, it was bad. And here I had been blaming my weight gain. I'm a small business owner, right? And uh, a brick and mortar, you know, when people are like, oh, just switch to virtual. I'm like, I'm a chiropractor. My hands need to be on you. I can't like telepathically adjust your spine. So when people were like, oh, just switch to virtual and COVID, it was like, I can't, that's not my option, you know? And so it was a lot of stress over the last year and a half. So I kept blaming my adrenal glands. I was blaming also the, um gut cleanse I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, and I think out a parasites. lot of people do, you know, they, I think a lot of women mm-hmm. go right for the adrenals. Like, Oh, my adrenals are blown out. That's why I'm gaining. Oh, must be yeah. stress. And it could be, but you have to kind of look at everything to figure it out. Well, we know thyroid never goes until the adrenals have long gone. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like so, they're all inter- interrelated. It's all absolutely interrelated. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's my story. And it was, it's one of those things now that I feel like I am so compelled just to share with women to be a okay with who you are, because, you know, like I can even go into that whole fact, like, Hey, I'm single and I can go into all sorts of stuff saying, well, what's wrong with me this way. But it's like, Hey, you know what? No, I actually choose to be single at this point. And I'm, I'm okay with this. Like, I don't care that society says I should have been married. I should have had my 2.3 kids. I should have been this. I should, no, like I'm happy. I'm healthy. This is the life that I've chosen. Like I've chosen to live like, and it's a okay Like, it's okay, ladies, to choose wherever you're at and to be there. I don't know why. Why do they do that to us? I don't want to sit here and scream like, hey, like I'm a, but we have to be a-okay with who we are and be okay with ourselves. And um, whatever body size that is, it's okay as long as you're healthy. Like, that was my thing. Like, I was always healthy. Mm-hmm. Just because my body didn't show that, you know, you know, you said it earlier too. Like you were on my podcast, right? We mm-hmm. said you can be like skinny fat. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest lines that we'll see, like, you know, sometimes people may appear skinny and they appear healthy, but really all they're doing is giving their pallbearers a lighter coffin to carry because they're <laughs> not healthy. That's good. Like, right. Like yeah. So. I mean, and I think focusing on how you feel, I know I need to get back to that with my patients too, because I understand that weight is a huge issue as, as a woman, and especially if you are struggling with a thyroid condition and you've gone through that, that weight that just keeps coming on or weight that, that you can't take off and you get frustrated and I get text messages like, I can't lose weight. It's still not coming off. We're working on my thyroid. It's still not coming off, but we have to look at, well, do we have you more healthy right now? Like, let's start there. Are your numbers better? Is your insulin better? Is your blood sugar better? Are, are you are you experiencing like more energy, less brain fog? Are you pooping every day? Okay, that is a good sign. That tells us we're on the right track. The weight will come. It will come. But you being healthy is the most important piece of the puzzle. And then the weight will start falling off when your body goes, Hey, this person isn't as inflamed anymore. Cause they're not killing themselves doing CrossFit five days a week. Exactly. Right. Or like, even for me, what I have, you know, since realized, cause it was in May of this year that I started realizing like I could do carnivore and typically you'd see a couple of pounds start shifting right away and doing, cause you're eliminating everything that's, you know, inflammatory. And I did that and my weight went up and I was like, Oh, something's off right? Like that was my first indicator this year was about April, May. And then it took me several more months to actually be like, I need to get my thyroid tested because this is like, I am working out and I'm not, and eating so clean and nothing was shifting. And then it's also, you know, if we have toxicity, if we have heavy metals, if we have other stuff, like 
just, I always tell our patients that like that fat is your body's mechanism of trying to protect yourself. You know, like I think of that, like if you were to drop a a ton of fat right now, then you end up with all these other toxins floating around in the body. And that's not something that you want either. So sometimes we've got to look at different things that way, just to make sure like, Hey, what is the quality of food that you're eating? Are we eating something with a lot of excess estrogen in which your body's saying, okay, time out. Are you eating stuff with a bunch of glyphosate on it? Cause that's again, another toxicity issue. So we've got to make sure that we're eating clean as well. And I'm going to try to, okay, I'm going to try to work this in so the bots can't catch it. We're going to use code words and people will be able to figure it out, right? So you got your, because I I feel passionate about this because I have so, and I want this message out because my patients listen to this too. And I want to kind of stop the, I'm gaining weight, I'm gaining weight, I'm gaining weight text messages that I'm, I'm, I'm getting and I'm going to get as this thing continues. We, you tested your thyroid in, it was August, right? That's where you had the sky high antibodies, correct? Yes, that was blood work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tested your thyroid in August. You sent me the picture screenshot. My jaw dropped to the floor. Since then, I have spoken your story, you know, during a a patient consultation, but I haven't said it out loud. You and I have not participated in the mass campaign that, that people are being told what to do to protect themselves during the pandemic. You and I are one of those that have not done so, but yet you are around people that come into your office and your hands are on them, adjusting them who have participated in the grand campaign for one, you know, personal reasons, family, whatever, immunocompromised loved one, parents, elderly parents, whatever. So by your hands being on these people, we have seen your thyroid antibodies go to 3866. So for all my thyroid mm-hmm. people out there, their jaws are on the floor because they're like, my antibodies are 600. Is that high? Not compared to this. <laughs> no. Not compared to this. Like, and who would have thought it was going to be me, right? And it's also, um, we know certain things are being expelled through breath. And being and shed off the body. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, or, or transmitted. I feel like there's a doctor out there that was like, you know, um, virus is shed, but this is more of a transmission of certain, I can't even say that doctor's name because that will no. probably flag it. Yeah. But I've been on airplanes in closed containers. Right. And that was some of them that I noticed. Uh, if you start digging in, there are a lot of women, women that are having periods that yep. have noticed really weird periods over the last six months. Yep. And I noticed it in March with my friends. Like we all just started saying, what has happened? Like something's going on. We're having the worst period of our life, right? Like, and it was just bizarre that all of us all at once. And then it was like April, May, we started seeing videos about this stuff. So there's something happening. And I can't, I mean, I did a Dutch test. So granted that was urine. I did that in October of last year and my hormones were fabulous. Right. I mean, I even sat down um, with another, you know, somebody from that company to be like, Hey, take a peek at this because it was somebody that we were looking at. And they were like, this is somebody you want to test blood for thyroid. Right. It was like, okay, cool. Take a look at mine. Yeah. No, there's no indicators for you. You're fine. Granted that was not blood work in October. So I don't know. Like, I don't, I mean, people are going to be like, you guys are crazy. That's can't be, I don't know. No, something's different. Yeah. No, you would know. I mean, you can't just even a a normal Hashimoto's patient out there who let's say has antibodies and in, you know, the 200s, 300s, 600s, they're not going to go to 3,800 in a heartbeat unless they're living Mm -hmm. a shitty lifestyle. Like we're talking eating McDonald's and cheats every day, which you are on the complete opposite end. Yeah. No. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I sat there thinking, well, do I need to eliminate all lectins? Like, so that's what I, like, I started looking at that. I'm like, maybe I should go back down to carnivore and maybe I should do this, but something that is true. Like I never thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. It's crazy that it's me at these numbers, but it's also like, you know, yeah, I touch sweaty people. Like that's, that's what it is. Like it was summertime in Michigan. It's hot and humid here. I I don't know. And this is what's just scary as we start to go into the next round of it. Yeah, exactly. So ladies, if you have participated in the, the, the mass information advice given to you as to what to do, or you're around people that have, but you have not, and you're gaining weight, this is something to think about. So yeah, we, we, Lisa and I were at a mastermind uh, retreat together and we had menopausal women there getting their cycle. So you can see hormones are shifting. Remember thyroid is a hormone, insulin is a hormone, vitamin D is a hormone, and then you have your sex hormones. Hormones are being shifted for menopausal women to, to, to be cycling and having a period. And, and if know. we look at the, the first round of studies of this, and what happened within um, animal studies, because there are no animal studies on this round, right? Mm-hmm. What happens to the immune system? And now they're talking about the possibility of autoimmune yeah. issues coming down the pike. So I don't know. I just, man, it's the first time I've actually talked about it publicly on this because people, I mean, I have to be quiet about it in the practice. Yeah, like, what yeah. do you think your antibodies got? So I don't know. I have suspicions, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. I also found out like, you know, like I do have heavy metals. I thought I got rid of them once before, but apparently not. So maybe that was, I don't, I don't know, but 3,800 is astronomical astronomical. regardless. Yeah. I I honestly don't think I have seen that number in decades on a person. So yeah. And and it's for me, I'm sitting here thinking like, my God, how much could I have accomplished in my life with the numbers? (laughs) Oh my God, I could have done so much more. And then it was like, well, no wonder I'm tired. So I just had to bring we just had to, we had, to, we had to touch on that because I yeah, know people a little are, caveat there. Just that little caveat. There's some, um, yeah, just something to think about because Lisa does keto and advises women on keto. So talk to me about that. How'd you get, or well, we know how you got into the keto space, but now what do you mm-hmm. do and what do you advise your patients to do? Because so many people in the thyroid space, if they've been on Dr. Google or they're jumping on, you know, thyroid Facebook groups, they've heard keto is horrible for Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. And you and I <laughs> yes. both agree that it's not. So please expand. No, it totally isn't. Like it's so much like we need to get rid of the sugar out of our diets, right? And sugar is carbohydrates because of the inflammation. And my biggest thing is like when I when I touch patients and it hurts for and they're like, oh, that's so infl-, you know, so that hurts. Like, like there's not much pressure that I'm using, especially with the technique that I do. So there's a running joke in our practice that basically from Halloween to Valentine's Day, like, you know, people are pretty inflamed because of the crud that we're eating, the crap that we're eating. Like yeah. it's all Halloween candy. We go into Thanksgiving, you know, Christmas and New Year's, et cetera. So we know it causes so much inflammation. We need to cut it out. Here's the deal. Also bacteria love sugar. Viruses love sugar. You want to keep your immune system healthy, like clean up your diet, right? Um, Cancer cells love sugar. We know sugar is as, is as addictive as like cocaine, right? Like that's the reality of what it is. So um, I always talk to people, like if you're a type A, like Amy and I, like we can cut it out and we will go like cold Turkey. But what I find is other people will try it and they're like, I felt horrible. I felt miserable. I will never do keto again. You know? And it's like, no, we, so I have a strategic way of what we do to help make sure people actually win in this game because truly keto is the way to live for ultimate health. Like that's just, like that's what it is. Are we doing keto 24 seven, 365 days a year? No, 
I do cyclical keto. I want to make sure that we're, we're, especially for cycling women, I want you to kick yourself out of ketosis because when we think of it, what keto literally is like, you think of it, it's your body's going back to paleolithic ancestors. It is your body's way of saying like, oh, Hey, food is low. I'm going to tap into my fat stores. It's a time period of famine, right? Like this is, we're going to use fat for fuel instead of sugar for fuel. So that is our way of going through this. And so we just need to tell our bodies every once in a while, Hey, here are some carbohydrates. You're not starving. Food is abundant. We go back through, we burn sugar, and then we can flip back in and start burning fat again. So I I don't know how much I can go further into keto. I don't know how much you're, you're everybody that's listening. How much, like how much do they know about keto? Like, you know, I don't want to go through the basics. We have so many different listeners. So some people are are going to be like in the baby stages, just finding out they have a thyroid problem and they're learning, learning, learning. And then you Mm -hmm. have the more advanced people that are going to go, Oh yeah. Amy talks about keto all the time, but I like hearing from other people because it it gives a a different take and it, it kind of, you know, supports what I say. So if three other women are saying, listen, keto is fine for your thyroid, then maybe mm-hmm. somebody out there will be like, you know, I've heard from three people that I can do keto and, and do it safely. So screw my doctor who said that it's going to raise my cholesterol. Yeah. Golly gee, right. Isn't that so stupid? It's kind of like, you know, the MD that was telling that I was clogging their arteries. I'm like, really? Because my coconut oil in my house in the middle of summer melts. <laughs> and my body temperature is warmer than the 78 degrees in my house. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, I hate that. Or butter. Butter is going to clog your arteries. Really? Because if I set butter out on my countertop, it's pretty soft. And I know my body temperature is a little bit warmer than that. Trans fats will clog your arteries. Like get that yep. stuff out of your diet. Yep. So exactly. Yeah. But absolutely not. Like keto is our innate way of eating because again, like I'm in Michigan, we got a lot of food in the summertime, winter, there isn't much around here. Mm-hmm. So again, going back to our ancestors, like granted, you know, modern day America, we always have food, but with our ancestors and eating time periods that are, are less abundant, we need to be able to like tap into those fat stores. And that's literally, and the, here's the deal. Every single organ in your, in your body loves ketones and they all utilize ketones. Your liver doesn't, your liver makes the ketones. But the fact is like we, when we're first born into this world, babies are in a state of ketosis. And then mother's milk is high in medium chain triglycerides or MCT fats, because that's huge for brain growth. When is our biggest brain development is as an infant, right? As a baby. And so like, if we're naturally born into a state of ketosis, it's not a bad thing. So for sure. And like, you know, like you even say this all the time, like, let's make sure our blood sugar is normal because we don't need the type two diabetes that is going to come in by eating not well, like eating a lot of excess carbs. Like we need to, we need to cut it. It's really like, it's really, truly the way to eat. So, and again, cyclical. Like I know you love the keto for week or keto during the week. And then on the weekends you do your thing as we get more metabolically flexible, we can easily do that. You can be in ketosis throughout the week on the weekend, do a little bit of a cheat. And I don't, when I tell people to cheat, it's not like 500 grams of carbs. It's like 50 or a hundred. Right. Exactly. Have a sweet potato. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then, and then you easily get back into ketosis. So easily. Yeah. yeah. Cause your body becomes adaptive. What about the, the, the people that say that you need glucose for your brain? What would you say to them? Well, your, your brain loves ketones as well, yeah. right? <laughs> like, I, I set so, you up there. I just wanted you to say that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Your brain loves ketones. And that's where I always just tell people go on to, um, I hate Google. So when it say Google, but I duck, duck, go everything. And it's so funny. I've used duck, duck, go for years. So, so type in whether you're using Google or whatever, just type in ketones and whatever, right? Like yep. if you do thyroid, you're going to see all the crap, like it's, oh, it's going to kill you. Like, no, it's really not. Um, and intermittent fasting is going to kill you too. Like if you have thyroid issues, no, no, but it has been God. I remember that years ago with, yep. um, People, it was, I know exactly who it was that started touting the thyroid and keto. And you can't do that if you're hypothyroid. No, yeah. actually you can. I just had it today. I told you, I did the Instagram post and then yeah. lo and behold, somebody's like, oh, I had the same situation happen. Lisa, it's because you do keto. And I was like, actually, no. I'm like, God, I'm not going to you know, call her out. But I was like, actually, no, comma. Uh, that's why I do cyclical keto. And that's why I really taught cyclical keto for people. Oh they sound so much alike. Like I always say, look, look on PubMed and go keto and you're going to find keto <laughs> and Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, ADD, ADHD, autism, cancer, diabetes, insulin resistance. And, and it's all positive. It's, it's studies showing keto yes. and these disease states, keto helps these disease states. And even like right down the road here on 94 in you know, Michigan, Battle Creek, we all know that is Kellogg's, right? Kellogg's, whatever, cereal company. But the one brother, he it actually started out, they're seven-day Adventists, and they had a like mental institution in the early 1900s here. And so they used to have this Kellogg cereal, kind of like grape nuts, um, which is one of the brothers stole it and became the cereal company. But it actually started out as a, as a whole like sanitarium. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah. So they were doing keto for epilepsy, yes. like huge. It lets all of the early 1900s. And so then guess what? Medications came out and it's a whole lot easier to give somebody a pill than to teach them lifestyle. And we've obviously seen that with cholesterol and everything else, but at least this is what I see now in the last 20 years of practice, this better living through better chemistry is a bunch of baloney and people are actually waking up to it. That's what I see right now, especially people are waking up. They're like, something doesn't smell right. Something seems off. And again, how can I say this? Just like, again, better living through better chemistry, uh, not working because you're going to be paying lots of money for a long time for a lifestyle thing that you could fix it on your own. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and even just, you know, you were talking earlier about the, the brain and, and when babies are born, they're born into a state of ketosis moms with, and I know we're talking hypo, but I, I talk about autism too. moms with autistic kids. Like, don't be scared of going keto because those ketones for their brain. Have you ever had patients that, that did this with their kids and like learning got better, cognition got better, focus oh got better? Yes. And then they're always like, but it's so hard. You know, they go to school and they're, they're given the other stuff. And I'm like, I understand that, but it's, this is the health of your child, right? Can you send them to school with food? Like, do they have to go through the pizza line at school? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's even just something I was talking with my, I hope my sister's okay with me saying that um, my niece is brilliant, right? Like I just, I love her because she's been I mean, super healthy eater, right? Well, she's now in pre-K and so like, she doesn't drink milk. She doesn't do. And then my, uh, my brother-in-law the other day said, yeah, I found out that she has to eat lunch at a different table. It's the non-milk table kids. And I was like, oh my God, that's so sad. Like based on they're eating a healthy diet by choosing, I'm like, and they have to eat over there. I guess it's, a, I, I don't know. I don't have kids, but I guess with all the allergies now, you got kids everywhere. 
here, well, peanut yeah. allergies over there. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't it's either. So but it, it's 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 a shame to see kids being you know segregated or whatever. But hey, maybe that's good because they'll be with like-minded kids, just like we love like being minded kids. That's true. with each other and like That's yeah, so people. true. <laughs> so the, the, they'll be with the like-minded kids. Yeah. So when That's you so work true. with women, how do you guide them? How do you step them into, so if there's somebody out there that let's say is, is listening, they're still eating a standard American diet, or they're just, maybe they are, maybe they have stepped into paleo, which is a good first step, yeah. but they yes. still have high insulin levels, still have a high A1C, still high fasting glucose. So how do you train? transition them, what's that first step that they need to take? My first thing, they've got to have an awareness of how many carbs they're eating. So even if you're doing paleo, like I think back, I mean, you know, there were days that I, (laughs) we did whole 30 a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. And this was my issue with whole 30 was, um, I remember there were certain bars. I don't want to say what they are because they've actually been purchased by Kellogg. Like I used to order when it was just these two, the two guys at their CrossFit gym that were selling them. Yep. But, um, they were all fruit, some egg white protein, um, and nuts, I think were in them. So they were all paleo. Yeah. However, I could have, I ate those like all day long doing, um, whole 30. I was, t- I was whole 30 because <laughs> they were whole 30. Right. Oh my gosh. My sugar at that point would not have been cool. You know? So, I mean, that was the thing, like we would do the whole 30 with people. And it was like, well, you have to watch this. Like, cause literally today, like that could have been totally that's whole 30 approved but it was like, come on, that's not even a balanced diet. So anyways, um, you got to have that awareness of how much sugar you're actually eating, how many carbohydrates you're eating. So grab an app, like you can get the freebies. Like I use my fitness pal, right. But there are other apps just to track. So that way you become aware. Cause if you're eating 200 grams of carbs each day, but you really think you're only eating 50, like that's the issue. So first off, become aware. And then we got to strategically taper those carbs. Because again, if you're type A, you can bust through and say, yeah, I'm going to go down to 20 grams, get into ketosis. I'm good. But then somebody else is like, oh my gosh, I am so miserable. Like I have been a sugar burner. This is what's happening. You're a sugar burner your entire life. And now you go down to less than 20 grams of carbs and your body's saying, what the heck did you just do to me? You cut off the fuel source. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to burn ketones. I don't know how to burn your fat lady. Like, what are you doing to me? And that's why we have keto flu. That's why we get exhausted. That's why you get the brain fog. That's why you just feel miserable for several days until your body says, oh, I got you. There's a backup fuel source. Aha. I better start tapping into fat. So you know, that's, so I do that. And then I do like, I'm going to tell people this, I use exogenous ketones for people that really need some help in that transition. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I've used it, And it was something that people came to me in 2015, 2016. I was like, I don't need that. I'm already in ketosis. I'm making my own ketones. Why would I ever flood my body with more ketones? Yeah. Oh, because of the health benefits. That's why. But also it's the fact of, I love it when that helps people kick their sugar. If they are so addicted to sugar and they can't cut it, like exogenous ketones are amazing for that. So we want to taper carbs. We want to do that. And then once you're really fat adapted, like you are in ketosis, I want you to kick yourself out of ketosis. Mm -hmm. And again, like I said, it is that way you're telling your body, Hey, guess what? Food is plentiful. Like you're not actually going to (laughs) starve. There is food here. You can flip over, become a sugar burner and then go right back into ketosis. Yep. So, and then that's also like when we're plateauing, like, especially again, we're all, we're talking thyroid. A lot of us might have weight issues. Um, once you start to plateau, I definitely want you to just increase your carbs a little because this is the best example. And I think Dan Pompa uses this one, but if you think of it as a fire that's burning in the middle of winter and as our, our, um, 
our wood stack continues to get lower and lower, we start putting less wood on the fire. So it's not, the furnace isn't as big. I'm really not doing this justice as to how Dan <laughs> explains yeah, <I'm> it, <laughs> but, but it's not burning as big. And then somebody comes in and restocks all of the wood pile. Hey, yeah. all the, you know, gives the cars back. Now we can reburn again and that furnace can go back up. So that's when our metabolism, you're stoking the fire, stoking the flames. Yep. Yep. No, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Just come out of ketosis just to, and and even from the T3 point of view, I think the reason why keto and hypothyroidism get such a bad rap is yes, we know if you do 20 grams of carbs or less day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, you are going to tank your T3 levels. And those are, and this is specifically for the type A people that get you know, anal retentive obsessed and they say, I'm going to do keto and they go balls to the wall and do keto, you know, good on the, um, I guess, self restriction, but bad because they do it over and over and over again without coming out of ketosis. So that's where it gets the bad rap is the low, 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 low carb tank in the T3. If you take a day, two days and come out of ketosis, then you're fine. Your T3 is not going anywhere. It's Mm -hmm. not going to go in the toilet. Yeah. yeah. And that was like when I did my little stint with carnivore a couple of years ago, I just like, I fell in love with it. It was crazy, Amy. I did so many carbs. I could not get out of ketosis at that point. Like my friends, we were laughing because I'm texting people. I'm like, I just had a full sweet potato and still in ketosis. Oh. I was like, I just had something, you know, and it was like, oh my gosh. And then at that point I was like, I've got to get out of ketosis. I'm like, this is great. I'm feeling amazing, but I just knew physiologically, I was like, I've got to get out of ketosis. So we all just laughed. And, and, um, I think it was also the point, like I had lost so much of my boobs. I was like, I can't lose any more <laughs> of my boobs. So you so not like, I always keep my butt, but man, <laughs> the, the boobs went down. Well, you know, breast tissue, it's fat. So you're going to yes, lose exactly. when you lose weight. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just part of it. So you carnivore. What, do you, what did you think of that? And when do you use that with your patients? Oh, you know what? I did that. And it was funny because when I started seeing people talking about it, I'm like, this can't be healthy. I'm like, how in the world would this ever be healthy? This is way too much meat. It's going to be too acidic. Um, and then I started seeing some of the most brilliant people that I know that were doing it. And I was like, oh, they know something that I don't. Mm-hmm. And it was when I started digging into several podcasts, realizing about the inflammation from lectins and all of those things. Um, and the fact that, you know, because I was doing tons of greens and tons of just all of the healthy, quote unquote, all the healthy things. But I was listening to a podcast and they said, here's the deal. If an animal is under attack, it's going to run away. When a plant or a nut or a seed is under attack, it can't. So it secretes things like all of, and I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And that's what causes the inflammation. And I was like, I need to try this. And so I started in and it was like one week and then two weeks. And I was like, this is amazing. And it was like, all of a sudden, you know, my butt and my thighs were smaller. Like I said, I lost my boobs though. And then it was just after a while, I also tried it for food allergies because I was worried after all these years of being keto and paleo that you know, the amount of coconut oil that I do, it's, it's a lot. I was like, Ooh, what if I'm allergic to coconut? Like I'm worried. And so it was my, my way to test for food allergies. Okay. So that's why I did it. And then I also wanted to test eggs. And so as you eliminate all these things and then you slowly start adding them and then you can start seeing if you're having any reactions that way. So that was why I did it originally. But it is, it's when people, when we were having food sensitivities or sometimes when, when I just need 
to, to change things up for somebody. If they've been doing keto for a bit, we're doing certain things, but we need to deep dive a little bit more. And then it, like the biohackers, everybody loves it that way. But, you know, typical, like sometimes people are just like, that's too extreme when you're only doing animal products, basically yeah. is what you're doing. Can you have a little dark chocolate on, on carnivore? Like what animal makes dark chocolate? <laughs> I don't know. I just want to, I make think that might be the liver of a cow. It's dark chocolate, isn't it? <laughs> That's what I'm going to go with if I ever try carnivore. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm with you. I think I would do it in, in extreme cases when someone is so inflamed yeah. or they're just in that state where it's like, listen, we're doing everything. I actually have a patient in mind that today we're going back and forth. And it's like, your thyroid's good. Your hormones are good. Everything is optimal, like functional medicine, optimal. There is nothing in your blood work that shows why you're not losing. So we might have to just kick it up a notch and try carnivore. Did an episode with Craig Emmerich. Mm-hmm. And we went through all the science of the gut. Like it was really cool. Yeah. Like the, at that point I was like, oh, I should totally, I, there's no way I could live a life like that. Like I like my red wine, my dry farm wine. I do that. I don't do it crazy. I do it like once every three weeks, but you know what I mean? Like I still want that. I still love my organic coffee. I don't want to, I did not, I'll be honest. I didn't give that up when I did carnivore. Yeah. I made sure I did that, but then I did really good, heavy SCT oil in it. So it was like a little frothy oh. thing. So yeah. yeah. I don't think Saladino tells you to give up coffee. I don't know. I think he still drinks wine too. Oh, I'm not sure. See, that's, I don't feel like, I feel like, you know, if you listen to Emmerich's, they would be like, no way that's not carnivore at all. Like it's head to tail. Like that's what it would be. Yeah. And yeah. I'm also that one. I'm like, I can't do a lot of organ meats. I just don't like preparing that type of stuff. So I do a lot. Of, I, I do the cheaty way. Like I do a lot of the grass fed organ capsules. And stuff. I would have to, I would have to do the cheating way. I tried liver for the first time last night and ended up <sighs> giving it to my dad and my dog. I just, I tried, I tried, I tried it. I know. I didn't, oh, I go back to when my mom used to make it as a kid in the smell of the house. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty rough. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about intermittent fasting before you go, because Mm -hmm. that is a question I also get a lot from my listeners and from my patients. Um, So tell me your take on intermittent fasting and women. Because like you said before, all the the bloggers out there were like, intermittent fasting is bad. So we started with keto, but I want you to to touch on the intermittent fasting piece. Yeah. And I think especially for women, the one meal a day, let's not do that because I really think that's a stressor. Yeah. And especially, you know, if our thyroids has already had issues, we know their adrenals really had issues at some point. And so we don't need another stressor in there, but I am a fan and, you know, I start people out because I didn't realize this, that some people that I know were waking up in the middle of the night to eat. Like it was, it started kind of becoming a a conversation that I would have with new patients because I didn't realize how many people did that because that was not ever in my realm. And to say that, you know, it was just, it wasn't in my consciousness. So at that point, I always just tell people, let's, let's shoot for 10 to 12 hours. And typically that can be easily done with, you know, stop eating after dinner wait a couple hours after you wake up, because if we're eating, you know, sleeping eight hours, you've got the big chunk there, but how often we grab that glass of wine after dinner and we might, you know, drink that until we go to bed. Well, you're not, you're mustn't, that's not fasting at that point. Like after dinner, it's a done and then add on. So you're not having that eating window or you're not eating. So that way your blood sugar is not spiking and going up and down and up and down. So I start people out that way. And then we do get up to the 16 or 18 hours, but I feel like a lot of times if we're doing 18 hours, seven days a week, again, it becomes too much of a stressor on the body. And so I like to vary it and have people really becoming more in tune to themselves and listening. Like we spoke about, you know, we were gone this weekend. Things were different. Like when I woke up Monday, like 7am, I was like, well, I'm hungry already. And typically I wouldn't eat till one o'clock, but I knew it was because like, 
yeah, we had dry farm wines this weekend. I ate some more carbohydrates than what I typically would. I was kind of probably not kind of, I wasn't sugar burning. I'm sure I was. And so it was enough where I was like, all right, well, what can I do? I'll put some. And at that point I just did some coconut milk in my coffee. So I had some good fats in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I think I had like a beef stick a couple hours later. So, I mean, I broke my fast. I don't know how many, oh, but you know what? I didn't get home until like midnight either. So like, gosh, that whole day was just totally thrown. But, you know, intuitively eating this morning when I got up, I was fine. I didn't eat until one o'clock today. So listening and it's when I say intuitive, I hate that because there's also I left with Vivica Menendez. I don't know if you know her. She was one of the bloggers that was screaming, hey, intermittent fasting. We got to do this different for women. This was way back when. And so we connected that way. But, you know, she's like, oh, the intuitive eating. Like if I feel like going and eating a bag of Oreos, like, no, that is not the stupid. That is plain out stupidity. Like your body isn't craving Oreos. It's the candida in your gut that's craving the Oreos, right? Like that's what it is. Intuitive eating, really listening. Like, do I feel like I need a lot more protein today? Do I not? What day was it? It was yesterday, I guess, for lunch. I was like, I am, now I was hungry. You know, like yesterday I was hungry at lunch. So I had a lot of protein, Mm -hmm. like double the protein that I typically would have. But guess what? Last night at dinner time, I wasn't hungry. I didn't eat. So, you know, like- follow intuitively that way versus, you know, so, but I mean, I had a ton of protein at lunch yesterday. So I was able to make it through the, through the evening and I was a okay. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. So that's why another reason why we love each other. We just agree on everything. Um, We're long lost sisters. I know, seriously. (laughs) I know sister from another mother. Um, But no, I mean, it's, it's, it's true. When you travel, it throws you off. So even, I mean, we didn't eat badly, <laughs> but we just had more carbs and more dry from wines. And, and I got to tell you, yeah, getting home late and having your circadian clock off. And I didn't get to bed that night, probably till like one, one I was starving the next morning. I'm like, well, I did a six hour fast. That's good. <laughs> that was exactly my thought. Cause I remember it was like at 1130, I was like, I'm hungry. And I ate something. I sat there thinking it's 1130 at night. God, you're going to, and I was like, screw it, whatever. I'm hungry. Yeah. And this is back to your original point. Give your body some (laughs) grace. Give yourself some Mm -hmm. grace. You're not going to be perfect all the time. Love yourself for where you are. If you travel and you get thrown off and you ate badly and you come back and you're starving and you can't fast, who cares? Give it a couple of days. You know, don't beat yourself up over it. It'll balance out. And that's exactly it, is being a-okay with who we are. Like it is, I mean- I knew if I went to bed, I was, I hadn't had dinner, right? I was on an airplane all like we left at whatever time. And it was like, by the time that the time zone changed, I was, you know, at that point hadn't had dinner. And I was like, you know what? I would like to eat something. Yeah. Cause on the plane, they gave me goldfish. I'm like, I can't eat that. Like, can you just give me something like, I? no, they don't have anything. Goldfish or cookies. Great. Neither yeah. please. Yeah, fig bar. <laughs> I ate the fig bar that they gave me on the plane. Cause I was so hungry. So I know that jacked my sugar up and that's why I was, yeah. that's why I was hungry yeah. at 6 a.m. Yeah. But now, so what, how do people get in contact with you if they want to work with you and they want to deep dive more into this keto and have mm-hmm. you hold their hand throughout this process? How do we do Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. Dr. Lisa O And then I also have a keto blueprint there that they can uh, download and really, and some recipes and all sorts of stuff. They can we'll put that in check the it out over notes. there. Yeah. So yeah, Dr. Lisa O. And then my podcast is Healthy Living Simple with Dr. Lisa O. So we cover all sorts of stuff over there. Really, it's, you know, I'm a pretty like crunchy granola girl where I'm all organic. Um, you know, even my makeup and all everything is like as natural as possible. So we go through just healthy living and we're we're covering that topic that we were speaking of earlier. I've got some amazing guests on that. Yeah. If you want to find out some more information, especially if um 
job security, et cetera. Yeah. We're, we're talking, you. we're talking a lot of conversations over there. So as long as Apple and Spotify keep me up. I know I've sent your podcast with Teresa. I sent that to a yes. couple of people that are, that are getting the mandate for their job. So yeah. 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 Powerful. It, really good stuff. You have great guests on there. So I highly yeah. recommend it. So we'll put that yeah. in the notes too for people to link to. So thank you so much for your time today. And I'm so happy we get to hang out again in the month. So I know Yay. topics to talk about and have you back on. Sounds awesome. Thanks yeah. so much. It was so All fun. Right. Thanks, Lisa.